Blog Talk Radio. Surely. <laughs> 
You can email me, Eric Letts, L-E-T-S, talk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And I do look forward to hearing from you and let me know what's on your mind, what you think about the topics we're talking about today. And speaking of the topics we're doing today, um, some of these are quite controversial. Um, and everybody has different have different um, opinions about you know some of these topics, and that's good. That is good. Um, and as we get to, 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 to discussing some of these topics, I just want you to remember now you know, that there's no personal attacks, you know, no profanity. You know, you may you slip one or two in, but you know, if you're gonna just come on here and start talking, you know. In any other uh, grown-up language, you know, besides grown-up talk, you got to roll out. Don't worry, I'll be listening, so you ain't got to worry about it. All right? And um, biggest, you know, y'all know the other thing, not the N-word. Y'all know, how, y'all know how I feel about that. The regular is no. So, other than that, man, let's get ready to boogie. We get busy. Let's do this. Oh, man. All right, here's the first story. And... I, I found this story because once again, the black family has been duped. They done got okie doke, and it, it it just irritates me. It really does. And um, family of black man killed by Milwaukee police reaches two point three million dollars settlement. Now, <clears throat> excuse me. Now here, here's the, why I'm upset with this. Remember the Freddie Gray case. They settled for about 2.5, 2.6. Scott down in North Carolina, same thing. Uh, And a couple of other, they settled for, and and, and I I talked about it then, and that's why I'm talking about it now, because it seems to be that the the average rate is two point something million dollars. Now I know everybody say, well, you know, they needed the money. Look, I understand you need the money. However, what about the um, justice for your, 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 your child that you lost or the father that you lost or the mother, you know? The family of a black man who was unarmed when he was shot by police in Milwaukee in 2014 received a $2.3 million settlement, all right? That's a, as per the family attorneys. Um, the guy name was Dontre Hamilton. Uh, and it said um, they settled the claims made in federal civil rights lawsuit against the city and former Milwaukee Police Department officer Christopher Manny, who just happens to be white. The attorney said, <laughs> um, of course, Manny was fired after shooting 31-year-old Hamilton, whose family said uh, he was mentally ill. <laughs> Said he was mentally ill um, in a part downtown in Milwaukee. Okay, uh, Manny was not criminally charged by by county or federal prosecutors, and it's an interesting um, side story to this this little thing right here. And I'll tell you in a minute. Um, lawyers for the family said in a joint statement that policymakers and courts 
recognized that Manny violated Hamilton's constitutional rights by conducting an illegal pat-down search, which started the chain of events that resulted in the tragic death. Uh, let's see. City Attorney's Office said that settlements are recommended in order to avoid the risk of litigation. Hmm. Yeah, I heard that, right? Um, <laughs> the two began arguing, and Manny then started striking Hamilton with his baton. Uh, Manny shot Hamilton 14 times after he grabbed the baton. Milwaukee Police Chief Edward Flynn previously said Manny acted without malice but failed to follow police procedures when addressing mentally ill people. Now, see, <laughs> did y'all get all that? Uh, I hope you were really listening. Because um, here's what, um, the, 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 here's a very interesting part of this whole thing. Number one, the police chief said, he acted without malice. So he's not saying he wasn't wrong for killing him. He, he's not saying that. But he failed to follow the police policies, okay, when they address a mentally ill person. But he didn't say that the cop, the, the officer was wrong for shooting him. He didn't say that, okay? Number two, um, you know, this is this county is in... Sheriff David David Clark's um, territory. Y'all know who that is, don't you? You know who David Clark is. Yeah, that's the black joker that be going on, coming on, going on CNN and Fox and all that with the big old cowboy hat and and, and basically saying if anybody black person gets shot or something like that, they, they deserve it. Basically, in his book, his county, Milwaukee, actually has the highest. Arrest rate for minorities in the country. In the country. So, is there any reason that we should be surprised that this is going on in his county? No. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But that that's what's happening. And, and that's what, I mean, it's 2014. I understand that. But it, it, I get upset when they do the... um when they do uh, the settlements. Now, I know everybody say, well, you know, that money is going to help, what have you. But really? Really does the money help? Huh? Does it really help? And once again, we go back to to um, something we were talking about last week. Uh, are, are they financially educated enough to make that money work for them? Because y'all know how we are now. We get a whole bunch of money, and we just got to roll. And we start going to go flying overseas. You know, we first class, some, some um, what's, what's that stuff, Chris Style and all that, and we doing our thing until the money runs out, and then you're back where you started at. So I'm just wondering. That's why I say, you know, family, don't take the settlement. Don't take it. If you take a settlement, take it after the trial. So he's been fired, okay, um, not the while. Well, see, if that hand came up, nobody would have remembered anyway. You remember the cop anyway. He'd probably go somewhere else and, and, and get another job on somebody else's police force. Why? Because the, the family has taken the settlement, and as you know, 
um, usually when they take uh, settlements or things like that, there there is um, language within the, the the settlement that says you know they can no longer prosecute um, him, her, or whatever. So basically, what you're saying is my <laughs> my son or daughter's life is worth two million dollars, you know. 2.5, I just have a problem with it. And I call it, it's like the biggest okie doke again. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. Biggest okie doke. Um, but we're going to move on. Here's something else that was interesting that I found. Um, Kentucky college students vote to give free tuition as reparations. <laughs> um, the Student Government Association. Uh, passed the resolution with a 19 to 10 vote to provide black students a free education and free access to public bowling green to the bowling green campus. All right. Um, this is really interesting. Went on to say there is something that I think is more important about sending a clear message that it is about actually trying to strive for the institution to actually give out free tuition to everyone, everybody. Okay, needs to say, I'm going to go back and tell you, the president said it's not happening. <laughs> it's not, it is not happening. And let's remember, um, a couple of years ago, Georgetown University, y'all remember that, that story there, where they found that um, their school um, actually, it was part of slaves uh, being there on or what have you. And they were talking about one time uh, seeing how could they go ahead and, and give back to the descendants of the slaves. Um, and there was a whole lot different theory out there as to how they could do it. And some called it reparations. Some said, well, you know, let's not call it reparations. Let's call it something else. And, you know, they hadn't said, well, we're giving money, uh, free education at the university. But once again, it started the conversation, but as with everything else within the black community, it just died. It just don't and died. <laughs> um, yeah, but this was interesting because Others disagreed, arguing that other students would eventually have to foot the bill. Um, one guy said, I support the idea of minimizing inequality, but I won't pay higher tuition, tuition rates if Western Kentucky University covers it, that's fine, but I only pay for mine. See, and once again, that is the, the, one of the ob- objections that uh, most people have. Um, and as I just told you, the president, Gary Ransdale, um, said he appreciated the interest in the issue but rejected the idea. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Um, and went on to say the university would not adopt any such policy. So they're not going to try and give you the money. But the, 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 the actual guy who brought this up, Basically, he just wanted to start the conversation. He wanted to start the conversation. And after reading this, that's where the topic, the title of the show comes from today. Does the black community deserve 40 acres and a mule? <laughs> yeah, that, that is the topic. 
Um, and this is where that came from. You know, um, you know, we we we're in a different area era era than our fathers and our great great grandfathers and mothers and things like that. And uh, uh, there's some groups out there that are still saying, "Well, yeah, come on, we we deserve our forty acres in the mule. Um, that's what I want." And okay, that's what you want. But what what, what you gonna do with it when you get it? <laughs> you know, what are you going to do with it when you eat it? Hmm, are you going to be able to pay the taxes on it? Hmm. Huh? You going to have one meal. What you going to do with the meal? And I know I'm being facetious right now because that, that's some of the things you have to think about. Um, however, being that it is 2017, I do believe... Um, when you start talking recreations, there's there's different things you you, you can um, that can be done by Mr. Smith to um, help to help. Forty acres of the mule, you know, those days over with. Most times, shoot, you can't find forty acres anywhere because they, they, if if it's anything like where I am, man, they building everywhere. That building's going up in land and then vacant for years. So where are you going to get your 40 acres from? Now, <laughs> speaking of the 40 acres um, and a mule and trying to get that, let's talk a little about the NAACP. All right? But first, before I go, let me come back. Um, Georgetown uh, situation was um, they were thinking about giving some money, as I said, or allowing them to come to um, the university free. Okay, but of course they had to make sure that they had the, the grades and everything like that, which was okay. All right, or they say start a trust fund. They were gonna start a trust fund for the descendants. Uh, but when it comes to stuff like universities and education, I, I really don't see it be it, it being done. I don't. I mean, because it's hard. I'm, I'm thinking, y'all. So if I get, you know, pause, y'all, y'all you know, watch out. But it, it, it'll be very hard. It'd be very, very hard. And now, normally, I would say, well, we don't need reparations, do we? We really don't need reparations. But then again, you have to think. Now let let let's find show you, I'm tell you something really interesting here. You know the Indians wanted reparations, and they got reparations. Then they got pushed into a thing to make them think they're on their own land, right? And them things called reservations. So they out there in their own little territory, right? I'm just saying that's a, that's reparations as well. You know, let's go on and get us all, uh, our own little plot of land somewhere, and we just go and live together, and we'll be all right. That'd be a nice set of reparations, wouldn't it? You don't think that'd be good? <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, the NAACP. Y'all remember we talked a little bit about that last week. Um, the NAACP announced two weeks ago that it will replace its current president as part of the latest effort to revitalize itself. Um, that won't solve the problem. Instead, it 
shows that it is bloated. 64-member board of directors has little understanding on why the NAACP has become marginal. Now, let's let's go on. The NAACP been around for what about 108 years? 108 years. All right. And as we were talking um, last week, they basically are irrelevant right now. They are. They are. Of course, Mr. Pianchi, he gave, you know, an example of, of what they did in, in St. Louis. You know, and okay, I applaud that. However, what about the, the organization itself? What is it doing in other cities? Besides um, showing up, a representative showing up when um, there's some trouble and there's cameras around. Besides that, what are they doing? And even right here in this article, it says the same thing we were talking about. You know, the same thing we were talking about. What are they doing? You know, it kind of reminds me of, of the Black Congressional Congress. Hey, y'all know, know who I'm talking about. <laughs> Huh? The, the the group of black folk up there in Congress that um supposed to be looking out for their own that really doesn't don't have any type of power whatsoever because they have to answer to someone else. You know what I mean? So um when you, when you start thinking about that, you you have to run in. You know, these organizations, such as the NAACP, because um, a lot of individuals, when they get in trouble or want something, they definitely don't say, well, what about the NAACP? Now, here's where it gets interesting. Because let's remember, you have Black Lives Matter. You have them, right? You got the Black Lives Matter. <laughs> um uh, man, you have quite a few other ones. I, I can't, can't remember what it was now. But anyway, back to the NAACP. You see, um, you didn't see them. You don't know who they are unless you have some tragic like Jordan Davis, Michael Brown, Renisha May Brown, Rakia Boyd, I Pendleton, Eric Garner, Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, Terrence Crutcher. Um, Scott, uh, you know, and I don't think changing their president would actually make it any better. I know. I do not think it would make it any better at all. And, and I think it, it's time to um, shake it up a little bit. Let's shake it up a little bit, you know. Let's shake it all up. <laughs> And make the NAACP um, prominent again. But then again, how do you go about doing that? How do you make the NAACP better? I don't know. I don't know. We'll work on it, though. Maybe y'all have some ideas on that. <laughs> Texas black student given most likely to blend in with white people award. Now, this child is in... Um, Texas, and this school, they give out, you know how schools give out those little awards at the end of the um, the school year? Well, they got they gave this little black girl <laughs> an award that says, most likely to blend in with white people. 
what kind of mess is that? But it goes even farther. They gave another little girl an award that says, most likely, no, um, what is it? Most likely to, um, <clears throat> okay, yeah, most likely to become a terrorist, a terrorist award. Yeah, and this is a little, she looks like she's a little, she is a little uh, Mexican girl. Yeah. yeah. Seventh grader, Lizeth Villanova. Yeah. <laughs> and the little black girl name was Sidney Caesar. And, and these are the awards that they, they gave out to these two little kids. What kind of mess is that? And everybody's up in uh, uproar about it. Um, the school board say, well, you know, we apologize, but hey, we'll, we'll punish the teachers. But they didn't say anything about firing them. You know, what do y'all think about that? Should they, should that have, um, should they be um, more things taken than just some discipline as far as um, their school board or what have you? Well, what y'all think? I think something else should happen. I really do. Um, because it's cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Um, <laughs> how do you give a child that? In front of not only her parents, but other parents in front of the school. Yeah, it's in front of the school. And when they, they gave these awards out, they laughed. The teachers laughed. You know, the parents said um, it wasn't funny to them. It really wasn't. Now, my take on this is, um, yeah, it was kind of, um, I'm not going to say crossing the line, but it was kind of um, interesting <laughs> that they would give out these awards. Um, should the teachers be disciplined? Maybe. You know, you know and here that, that brings us back to something that's very important that I always say. You know, you, you go through and you read these articles and um, things of that nature, but you, you have to think. Have to think. In today's society, are we talking about this? And are our parents getting upset about this because maybe it's too what? It is. We are too sensitized as a as a um, nation right now. Maybe that's what it is. You know. Okay, so you gave wars out. Um, most likely blend in with the white person and most likely to become a terrorist. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't think it, it's as serious as it has been made out to be, but um, I guess that's just depends on how you look at it. That's the way I look at it. Like, okay, whatever. No. I know I got, I'm kind of twisted in the head when it comes to certain things, but you know, what do y'all think about that? Do you think that the little girl's um, parents, you know, had right to be upset? No. And I, I, kids, I think kids really, um, most kids really, at, at that age, six or seven grade, man, they just rub it off. They really don't worry about it. Well, let me change that. Back in my day, we used to rub it off. Don't worry about it. But um, I think once again, kids these days have become too sensitive, sensitized 
along with the parents. And I think that's why we have so much craziness going on. You know, you say the wrong thing or look at somebody the wrong way and they feel it's hurting. And then what they want to do, they want to go ahead and put you, um, we'll try and sue you and do this and do the other. But it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> well, that's the world we live in. And, you know, that's like that bullying stuff they have going on right now. Now, back in my day, if you had a bully, you know, eventually you get tired of getting beat up on, and you pick up something and knock the snot out of them. I know some of y'all, y'all haven't heard that in a long time, huh? Knock the snot out of them. But, you know, but then you look at today's society, and everybody's offended because you fat-shamed me, or you body-shamed me, or you called me on my name, told me my ears were too big, or, I just can't take it. I feel uncomfortable. Really? You feeling uncomfortable? Really? <laughs> hey, you should have grew up when I grew up. You know? I mean, really. Let's let's go get real. You know, today's society are a bunch of sissies. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. They I mean, they sissies. They really are. They sissies. Any and everything really upsets them. They are really really uh, uh, ooh, uh, just tired. I can't take it no more. Oh, he keep calling me. She keep calling me on my name. The teachers, really? Really? We can, school is no longer long, no longer allowed to um, have dodgeball as part of the curriculum because too many kids' parents claim that they were getting hit in the face and the head. Uh, newsflash, God gave you common sense and to gave you the ability to duck. That's like football. Well, we don't think they should start playing football until um, they reach middle school because they're getting hurt. Um, take your child out there and work with them and show them how to play correctly. Feed them. You know, um, at the end of the season, everybody gets a trophy. Everybody, a participation trophy. What lesson is that really teaching? Huh? What, le- what 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 is that really teaching? When they go out there in the real world, one person gets promoted, they're not getting promoted. <laughs> they're not. But yet we we allow this to continue to grow and become the norm, and we wonder why our our, our kids are just. Just kind of out there right now. They're out there right now. Because they have no idea. No idea whatsoever. What it's, it's really like. You know, I, I, I'm sorry. I know I, I went way left on there because, I mean, it just hit me with like a ton of bricks. I just had to say it. <laughs> it really did. Um, there's two clips I, I want to play for you as well. Um, it's one of this pastor named Keith Gomez, and um, he has some very, very interesting um, thoughts about slavery. And the other um, clip is Jason Whitlock, and um, everybody's upset with him about some comments he made about um, LeBron James. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play those for you here in a minute or two. Um, but <laughs> getting back to to 
to well, talk about um, bullying. The best way to stop a bully, and I, and I tell my child this anyway, the best way to stop a bully is to smack him dead in the head. Just pick up something and just bust the, the snot out of him. Is that violent? No. Because, you know, back in the day when when, when you we got in a fight, <laughs> you know, we had to go through all the little, um, um, this man hit my hand, hit my hand out to let go to you. Uh, you know, and all that good stuff. Before we even start throwing blows, <laughs> you know, I think about now, I laugh. I'm like, man, we was wasting more time than anything. You know, but today's generation of kids are really just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Are you aware? Are you aware that, um, um, are you aware that the kids that graduate this year were well, just graduated are the last kids that were born in the 1900s. Isn't that a wonderful fact? Now they get to go out here and experience the world. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Made some of you feel old, didn't it? <laughs> but yeah. That was an interesting fact that I found. All right. So, you know what I'm about to do now? I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. Um, which one do I want to play first? Let's go on and get this pastor out the way. Um, yeah, we need to get him out the way because I, I, we really have to talk about this. We're not going to skip this today. All right. So, the, the clip is about two minutes and two minutes and 17 seconds. So, it's not going to be that long. All right. So, without further ado, here's the clip of Pastor Keith Gomez. Um, giving us his thought on slavery. Now, I want you to look at the church age, if you would, please. We're talking about 13 books of the Bible, Romans through Philemon. You ought to write that down. I could really shake you up now, but I, 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 don't, I don't know if I ought to wake you up that bad. But When you get in the Pauline, are you all listening to me? When you get in the Pauline epistles, you're getting in the doctrine. So why would you get in Philemon when he's tra- trying to teach you how to treat your slave? If they shouldn't be slaves. See, you want to go to sleep. See, what you want to do is turn in to TBN and listen to them yard birds who don't know doctrine whatsoever. And then you hate slavery because we were taught to hate that. Because we're so nasty. And some of you, some of you little whiteies can't get it either. If it wasn't for slavery, those folks would still be in Africa with a bone in their nose fighting lions. And if you don't like that, you can lump it any way you want. That ain't a prejudice. That is factual and historical. So here we are in the Pauline epistles. And the man's teaching us how to deal with our slaves. And I don't know if you know this or not, I've been there four times. I don't know how many times you've been to Africa, but I've been four times. And there's slaves in Africa all over. African with African slaves. And around the country, around the third world country, there's more slaves than what you ever want to believe. No, not in America, because we're civilized and we're advanced. But I'm asking you a question that you cannot answer. Why is he telling us how to deal and be fair to a slave in a Pauline church epistle? You can't, can you? 
All right, let's move on. I told you I was going to wake you up. Look at there, man. Got your attention. But it's true. All right, that was Pastor Keith Gomez. <laughs> what do y'all think about that, huh? He's saying the Bible is telling you how to treat your slaves. And actually, you know, if a lot of us go back to Africa, if, if it wasn't for slavery, we'd still be over there wearing bones in our nose. Half naked. <laughs> oh, Lord. But, but see, and when, when, you, when you hear stuff like this, it kind of um, explains why so many people are, are, are messed up as far as when it comes to any type of uh, religion, um, theological uh, belief. Because why you have knuckleheads like this um, giving out that that crazy that crazy cray cray, and what people say the young people say that cray cray, giving out that cray cray explanation using the Bible, which we already know the Bible was used. Um, to help um, enforce slavery, the slave owners used to step on the stand on the dang on um, porch and read the Bible to justify. That's the word I was looking for to justify. And here you go, uh, another white preacher. Now this ain't the first time it's that they made statements that were just horrible. <laughs> because um, y'all remember the, the nightclub shooting in uh, what that place is Orlando. I remember that, right? Well, they made statements on that too. Well, they should have killed more, and the ones that survived, God was going to kill them as well. And this, I mean, when, when you have doctrine like this, it, it's, it's, it's imperative that you know what's real and what's not. And for sure, this here, this is nothing but pure hatred, man. I tell you, you know, um, <laughs> you know what he said was so bad. Another minister, um, pastor Stephen Anderson, you know, and he knows that he has said some horrible things himself. He even found that um, offense. I mean, yeah, offensive of what Gomez just said. And why is it every time they talk about black people go back to Africa? Aren't they aware that uh, many of us didn't come from Africa or many of our ancestors, not all our ancestors came from Africa? I know as a a group, we we accepted the the term African-American. So, now let's think about that. You had slaves that came from Africa, and slaves can come from um, Haiti, Cuba, and a few other places. Now, but anytime a bigot or someone um, that just has no idea decide they want to talk, First thing they say, they go back to Africa. We're going to send you back to Africa. <laughs> Isn't that just nonsense? That's nonsense. And then to have the goal to use the Bible 
to use the Bible? <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we know that this is what has been going on for since we've been around anyway. Why should it change now? Why should it change? Speaking of change, man, I'm glad. Boy, I, I tell you, I, I'm glad I, I got a little brain going today. Brain matter going today. Check this out, y'all. Now, Kathy Griffin um, was shown holding a, a severed head with blood on it that supposedly looked like Donald Trump. Okay, they got all upset, and she had to apologize. And seeing um, who who counsels the show, somebody else counseled the show that she was doing for them. And I was sitting here thinking, I was looking. I said, well, what about? When they had all these pictures with a noose around President Obama's head, they had them like he's hanging and setting them on, setting them on fire, you know. But nobody, nobody got upset about that. Nobody even worried about it, you know. And it kept going. <laughs> yeah, y'all get my point. <laughs> if you don't. Oh well, <laughs> you know why? Why is it such a you know everybody's an uproar about that now? Why? Now the explanation was, <laughs> um, this is what the media has come up with. Why everybody's upset? Because it was one individual person that they know who did it. Okay, as far as the pictures and things of President Obama. You know, they were basically done by ordinary citizens, and so that's why nothing uh, big was made of it. You buying that hockey pot? Poop, poop. Anybody buying that? I'm not buying that. We know what it was. The black man in office and the white man in office now. And speaking of that, have you noticed how um, it, it seems to be the main agenda that anything that President Obama did, however you want me to say it, they're trying to erase, period. They're trying to get rid of it all. See, once again, they they wanted to attack their health care, but that backfired on them because why? Because a lot of individuals that voted for them use Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, as, as his name is really um, call. <laughs> so now let's see what else we can go after. You know, now he, the president said he he's gonna pull out of the climate um, deal. Hey, hmm, why? Don't give a reason. Just do it because it's bad. It's bad for who? <laughs> I'm saying, man. And, 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 you know, it's just like, okay, all right. And here's another interesting fact, well, another thought that crossed my my very, very small brain. Um, Check this out. Has anyone been paying paying attention to these so-called shootings and stabbings that have been going on lately? And it, it seems that... In the majority, I'm not saying all of them, but the majority of them, there's an interesting um, correlation or or, a symptom that seems to be prevalent 
with certain ones. Number one, they were in the military. Okay. Number two, they all say they heard voices. They hear voices. Now, I know a lot of people don't don't understand that. And here's why I say uh, you, you need to pay attention. You know, just because we've been told certain um, programs are no longer in effect, like MK Ultra. Uh, um, what was the other one? It was like telekinesis or something like that. Yeah, just because they tell us that doesn't mean it, it is over. Now, my theory, and of course I have a lot of them, my theory on this is these individuals, they're under some some kind of control, mind control, okay? I'm just going to put it out. They're under some kind of mind control. And anytime you see one of them come up, because once, once they, they're supposedly captured, you don't hear anything else about them. You don't. But um, it's a dry run. They're practicing for something. They really are. I, I think... You know, I have no idea what Mr. Smith has up his hand, up his, you know, sleeves, but it's a dry run. It's a dry run. Now, I'm I'm going to go back up a little bit so you can see, understand what I'm talking about. You remember the the nightclub shooting in Orlando, okay? The gay club in Orlando. A week before that, they were having um, joint military exercises right there in Orlando. Yep, special forces and all that. Now, the guy that actually did the shooting, he worked for Mr. Smith. Yes, he did. A security firm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get what I'm going with this. And then after that, now you have, you know, just a woman, she tries to run a barricade. The Joker trying to, well, two Jokers done climb the fence. This one over here, he's got to shoot somebody. And all of them said the same thing. They heard voices. That is not a coincidence, y'all. That's a fact. That is a fact. Because too many, too much, too many of them, too much of it is going on. You know, we just keep, and of course, the, the the main individuals or, or the main media and the average Joe citizen, they don't pay it no attention. They just crazy. They just cray cray. <laughs> but it's more to it than that. It's more to it than that. Yes, I watched the movie Manchurian Candidate. I really did. And I believe it. I believe they are they are out there. Those individuals are out there. And when it's time for a test run, they use those individuals just to see. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm just saying. So, I mean, let's really think about it. Who really... Well, I can't say that. Who really wants to go out there and, and, and yell... Shoot me, shoot me, 
Well, then again, there are those out there. But my theory is, this is the anytime you see anything like that in the ex-military, or and they say they they're hearing voices in their head. It's not it's not a fa- it's not a uh, a um, joke. It's not. Yeah. Um, I read a story the other well, this morning actually where um, a Uber driver. Now check this out. Was killed by a young lady. She had a sword and a machete. She walked through Walmart with these things in her hand. Okay. Y'all listening? Walked out the store. Out the store. Got in the car with the Uber man and started hacking and cutting on him. The guy actually died um, some hours later. Who does that? Who does that? And how was she just allowed to walk through Walmart with a machete and a knife in her hand and just um <laughs> you know, and walk out? Now we know they have those individuals that standing right there at the front door. Um, can I see your receipt? Something not right in that story right there. Wouldn't y'all agree? Something is not right. And topping it off, another prime example. Because if me and you, me and you of the darker skin persuasion would have been walking through the store, we actually know by the time we got to the next aisle, we'd be surrounded, guns drawn. It's the truth. And I'm not race baiting. I'm just telling you what's the truth. But this little teenage white girl can walk through it and nobody thinks twice about it. So now there's a man dead. Why? Because nobody really thought about it. Sad, 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 sad. <laughs> Make me wonder when I pick up people now, like, I don't know. If you got something in your hands, I don't know. <laughs> but my point is this, y'all. My point is this. Um, Pay attention to your surroundings. When if somebody around you been in the military and they start saying they're hearing voices in their head, um, take them seriously. Take them seriously because they're not playing. They're not playing, especially if they were in places like the special forces or they were infantry. Yeah, you may want to. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just putting it out. All right, I'm putting it out there. All right, I got one more clip to play um, before I open up the phone lines and we can talk. This is Jason Whitlock. <laughs> oh, man, this is, oh, Lord. And this is um, him talking about LeBron. Because um, over the weekend, uh, over last week, this week, rather, um, LeBron's California home was uh, vandalized. Somebody sprayed the N-word on his front gate. You know, now Jason Whitlock, he has a very interesting um, point of view on on what happened and how um, LeBron responded to it, and it, it's, it's interesting. I have my own take on it as well, but um, I'm gonna play the clip. It's about uh, nine and a half minutes long. 
And um, when I come back, we'll talk about it. The phone lines will be open. So, um, 347-838-8622. Y'all go ahead and get ready. Um, when, when this is done, call me. want to bring on now uh, Jason Whitlock, my friend, the host of Speak for Yourself. Very rarely, Whitlock's a very busy man. Very rarely does he text me, Christine, and uh-huh. say, "Do you like? would you like me on the show? And of course I would like you on the show. I have encouraged your participation with this show. Much like <laughs> Steph, I welcome other stars eagerly. <laughs> that means you have something to say, Jason. I do have something to say. So let's start with uh, your re- initial reaction when you saw the racial slurs had been written on LeBron's L.A. home not far from here. You know, I, I think it's a disrespectful inconvenience for LeBron James. Uh, I, I think that this is where I struggle with LeBron James. He has fallen into the far left trap of there's value in embracing your victimhood. And so LeBron, I, I watched his press conference. I saw it yesterday, saw it again today. And uh, he, his comments analogizing any part of this to Emmett Till is preposterous. Now, it, 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 inform our audience of that. Emmett Till was a 14-year-old boy from Chicago who went to visit his uncle in the 1950s in Money, Mississippi. Money, Mississippi is probably the dumbest name ever to call that city money. It should have been called No Money, Mississippi. Very poor, depressed area, about a three, four hundred people, uh, a one industry town, poor people live there. Emmett Till uh, had an interaction with a white woman and was brutally murdered by her husband and her husband's half-brother. Brutally murdered. Fourteen-year-old boy allegedly because he may have whistled at the woman, but we come to find out later he did not. Brutally murdered. It's one of the most tragic historic events in African-American history. There's no analogy between that and what happened to LeBron James. He allegedly had the N-word spray-painted on his $20 million Brentwood home. He wasn't there. His family wasn't there. He heard about it. He's on stage on my family's safe. From what? Spray paint? They're in Cleveland. Uh, Again, I I don't want... Racism is an issue in America. But it is primarily an issue for the poor. It's not LeBron James' issue. LeBron James, whether he likes it or not, or whether people close to him are telling him or not, he has removed himself from the damages and the ravages of real racism. He may have an occasional disrespectful interaction with someone, a disrespectful uh, inconvenience. But again, you talk about the people that murdered Emmett Till got off. An all-white jury let them off. There was no real investigation. The whole town was against them. LeBron's $20 million Brentwood home gets vandalized, and I see two or three police cars trying to get to the bottom of it. LeBron's staff, I'm sure, cleaned up the spray paint within hours. This ain't Emmett Till, and we need to quit 
and LeBron needs to quit embracing his victimhood because he's not a victim, and it's a terrible message for black people. That oh my God, it's so. And again, it is discouraging, though. It is. Don't don't listen. It's inconvenient. It's disrespectful. I don't, Colin. I'm I'm 50 years old. I'm grown. I I I get when I was a young person. Some people called me a bad name, the N-word, whatever. It hurt my feelings. But stop me from rising? Hell no. Stop LeBron James? And, you know, LeBron's comment about uh, no matter how rich you are, no matter how famous you are, it's tough being black in America. That is a lie. It's not tough being Oprah Winfrey. It's not tough being LeBron James. It's not tough being Jason Whitlock. When I leave here today, I'm going to drive to Wilshire Boulevard, get out of my car, and throw the keys to my car to some white or Latino man who's going to say, Mr. Whitlock, anything I can do for you today? I'm going to walk into my building, the concierge, probably black, is, Mr. Whitlock, I got a package for you. Anything I can do for you today? And then I'm going to go up to my fourth-floor apartment and continue to do whatever the hell it is I want to do. And I'm not nearly as rich as LeBron James. And so to sit here and act like LeBron, Oprah, me, uh, and a bunch of people in between have some miserable life or, oh, we get out of bed every day like, oh, God, I'm black. What am I going to do today? Oh, I hope I can make it. I'm black in America. That's not our existence. That's a lie. So what should he have said? What he should have said was, when asked the question, he's like, man, that's terrible. Uh, I hope that the people involved uh, are, are caught and learn a lesson from this. Uh, I'm fine. Yes, racism is an issue in America, but this is something me and my family will get through. It's not that big of a deal. Where the real impact of racism is, is among the poor. Where the real impact of graffiti is, is among the poor. Because, again, when they graffiti your name in Compton or one of these uh, poor communities in Los Angeles, it's a death threat. And there is some family safety concerns. But when your family is in Cleveland and you live in a $20 million estate, unless O.J. got paroled this week, there ain't a whole lot going down in Brentwood, Colin. Yeah. There's not a whole lot of violence and murder and threat to families. And so, again, this message that we're constantly pumping out to young black people and the black people, that we're just victims, and, oh, my God, the worst thing in the world is to be black in America, it's just not true. The worst thing to be in America and anywhere on the planet is poor. Go through the numbers. Go through the stats. If you're poor, regardless of color, you're catching hell in America and on this planet. LeBron has risen above poverty to that special elevated place we have in this society where pretty much nothing can bother him. And to sit here and say that, oh, my God, my house was vandalized in L.A. and on the eve of this greatest sporting event, I'm traumatized. It's just not true. He didn't say it was traumatized. I understand, but th- that was the, the way he postured and, you know, the way... Again, it was all said for the benefit of social media and Twitter. 
It, 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 again, I, I was, I'm fired up about it because, again, this is the Embrace Debate Network. That's what we label ourselves as. Yeah. And so I'm not out of bounds here when I say I watched Undisputed and saw Shannon Sharp today say the hardest thing is being black in America. <laughs> I was just like, this is crazy. Have, have you ever tried to be a veteran that lost a leg in America? Have you ever been a poor person accused of a crime and forced to go with a public defender in America of any color? It's if you're poor, regardless of color, you are catching hell. I've been poor. Shannon's been poor. We know the difference. We we know how good our lives are, and we don't need to pretend like, oh my God, this is so terrible. What's happening to us? But we need to be defending the poor and disadvantaged and talking about their issues because our issues are very minimal. LeBron's issues from this bit of vandalism, there are no repercussions. There's, there's, the police are going to try to get to the bottom of it. His staff of flunkies and help will clean it up. It's nothing. It, it, and again, I'm not excusing race, whoever the person is, whether they be black, white, or Latino, They're because it's a possibility. Yeah. It could be anybody. They're idiots and stupid. But is, Lebr is LeBron in some type of jeopardy? Will he be out tonight? Think, oh my God, they vandalized my house. I don't know if I can make this jump. No. Jason Whitlock, speak for yourself. More than good seeing you. Thank you. All right, all right. <laughs> Very interesting comments. To say the least. Um, yeah, that was Jason Whitlock talking about um, LeBron James, and as I mentioned before, and he mentioned during um, the clip as well, his house was in California was um, vandalized. Somebody spray painted the N word on the front of his fence, and uh, yeah. So, but yeah, think about that. You know, and, and I guess it, Jason Whitlock he did bring up some interesting points to say the least. But, um, you know, um, I'll say mine because uh, I want to hear what you have to say. All right, give me a call, 347-838-8622. All right, let me take these first two callers right here. All right, Trip One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hello, Mr. Tuck. Hello, Miss Lady. How are you? Tuck. I'm hanging <laughs> in here, Mr. Tuck. Mm -hmm. Work okay. made. There's Yankee and uh, Lowell and... Mm, uh, I'm sure. Hold on. Hold on. Sister Ingonia and who else? <laughs> oh, they're here. Oh, and it's all fake. Okay. Hold on. Hold in on. Let me bring this other call in. Hold on. All right. Who's the here? Hey, you talking to me, man? What's up, bro? Yeah, I'm talking to you. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Your phone started bumping up and, and, and breaking up, man. So we get over my line, man. But uh, but that's interesting, man. That Jason Whitlock, man. Yeah, look at here. Was that Pianca? I thought that was Pianca talking, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what okay. sounds like to me, man. And I, I wish he he's on here now because I want to know what he think about what that rib rib or uh, chicken foot said about if it wasn't for slavery, there black people still being African jumping around with a bone they nose, man. That sounds like Pianca, man. On both of them things, man. So look at here. Oh, that Jason Whitlock tell that to Dr. William H. Cosby. He got plenty of money, and they set his black behind up. Okay? 
Money don't mean nothing. You know, and, and, and Jason Whitlock, his time coming, man. You know what I'm saying? And as far as LeBron James, man, I mean, that house, where's the cameras up, man? Nowadays, folks got cameras up, man. If he ain't had no camera up, I don't hardly believe that story, man. Okay? Because I, I don't even use that word, believe in my little matchbox house, I got a camera on my front where anybody come in my front yard. They will be seen. Mm-hmm. So if I don't see nobody uh, on camera doing that, uh, I don't go for what they be showing on television. And for Jason Whitlock or uh, people like that, that's why they put them Negroes on in front of the microphone, man, to be a step inspection. And I could go down the whole list from Steve Harvey or Ricky Smiley, Tom Jones, anybody the white man big up and put on TV. That's who, I mean, they doing the white man bid, man. Well, Wesley, um, can you hear me first? I hear you, bro. Talk to me. Okay. All right. So let's have a conversation about that, um, Jason Whitlock, and what he said. Um, basically, I think what he's saying is, you know, LeBron, Oprah, himself, you know, they're rich. Um, and um, basically what he's saying, they shouldn't play the victim, the victim role, you know, um, say, okay, you know, if something happened, you know, police is surgery and move on with it. But not have a big uh, a press conference to where, you know, he plays the victim. I think that's the issue. No, he don't know what LeBron went through before he got rich, man. That's right. You know he probably, you know he what people just said? Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to, okay, I'm not going to interrupt you. But I, I, I wasn't able to talk about what I really want to talk about. Uh-huh. Go ahead, uh, no. go ahead. I'll listen. I'll wait. No, I'll go ahead. He grew. He grew up in the project, man. Tell him what that brother means. You used to going up. He's poking me out the can. You know what I'm saying? And going to, and look at uh, one more thing. By Oprah, remember when she tried to buy something at a store and they wouldn't sell it to her because she didn't have her makeup on her game face. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was overseas. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. Okay, I I I yield myself to my, this beautiful lady. I want to hear what she got to say anyway. Go ahead, talk to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree with what you said. You know, for people to assume how other people's lives are, what their problems and issues are that they encounter, that's just a lot of assumption. And for him to say he doesn't have problems, LeBron is not. Oh, for him to complain, I'm so poor. He's not LeBron. I've heard LeBron do that. He's attributing things to LeBron that LeBron has not said. What he has said, which is true, is that he has dealt, he deals with racism too. And you know, the higher up you go, the more problems you're going, and the more in it, uh, the more uh, the more as much as you have your accolades and your fans, you have probably an equal amount of haters who are very envious and ugly toward you. You we don't know what those people go through. I mean, if you look at it, a lot of them that are very wealthy, they are alcoholics, they are drug users, something's not right. So I wouldn't begin to assume what somebody else's life is and is not. One thing we can say and probably agree on is that because of his financial resources, he's able to maybe um, minimize some of that or he's able to deal, deal with it in a better way because he's not dependent on, you know, going to work, going to the job, you know, um, dealing with what a lot of black people deal with on these jobs. But the bottom line is, 
he has to play ball too if he wants to keep playing basketball. And we don't know what he deals with. Finally, it becomes really uh, an irritant when people make all these assumptions about somebody else's life and they're not living it. I agree. Okay. I agree. All right. That's all. I agree. <laughs> you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's pretty much all I have to say right mm-hmm. now. Okay. But, but, I, <laughs> but I agree with her like that, man. You can't, I mean, whatever somebody experiences, that's them, man. And they, that's why they got him on the satellite vision, man. Anybody black that they put up in front to be good, I question their integrity. They doing the bid for their masters. Okay, and I heard mm-hmm. two or three times when Jason Whitlock went to bumping his gums, uh, 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 going against somebody else black, man. That's what they got him up there for, man, to be Uncle Rucker. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that's very interesting. Um, hmm. So, so another thing, whoever the white man praises, I, 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 uh, I, I, I don't, I don't fall for. Whoever the white man hates, that's who I love. So, any brother mm-hmm. that the white man always talking bad about, you know, he's doing something good for his people. Believe that. Just always mm-hmm. keep that in mind in every situation. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I listen to what he said, and. Um, in my opinion, I think he did bring out some valid points. He was, he was wrong on a few too, also. But he did bring out some valid points. Um, you know, <laughs> as you said, because I never thought about the camera, the camera angle on Wesley. But mm-hmm. I, I, never, I really did. Never thought about that. However, when you think about it, I mean, he is right. What are you afraid of? Spray? A spray can? Check this out. Oh, you remember a couple of months ago, somebody, uh, LL Cool J caught somebody in his house. And he, he put some things on dude. He caught somebody yeah, walking yeah. around in his house. You remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, in other words, I think what I was trying to say, you know, when you um, live in poverty. Breaking up bad, you know, man. He's breaking up bad, bro. Okay, well, that, that's whatever is going on. It's not my computer. I know that much. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I hear you every other word. I don't know if I'm late to hear you, though. <laughs> yeah, it's really messed up. So it's, you're going, it's, it's not a clear line. No. Okay. Well, maybe that's what I was talking about the wrong thing. <laughs> well, you just, just let Miss Lady talk, man. Just let Miss Lady run the show, then. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the oh no, I can't. I can't run the show. <laughs> you can just go ahead, throw a topic out there, and then you, you go ahead and, and, and enumerate and enunciate. On uh, uh, hey, did you see that thing about this? Uh, what about, about this? What about, uh, huh? What about the preacher? Uh, that preacher, man, they're stupid, man. The white folks are stupid. Cause, see, that's where they get the word from, slave is Slav. The white folks were the first slaves, man. Okay? That's where the word comes from, Slavia. They were the first slaves. If he ever could do, read, he, I don't think he could read too good. Uh, uh, go back and understand uh, history. They were the first slave was them. That's where the root word of slave is Slav, from Yugoslavia. 
No, I knew about that. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I knew about that. Yeah. Right. See, bo- see, what I do with white folks, man, when they try to come talking racism to me, I bust their own story on them, man. Okay? When they, I just got off a job a few days ago where these redneck peckerwoods going to try to play this race car, and I tell them they still a slave. All of us are slaves. You're born in America. You we under United Commercial Code, and if you got a birth certificate, you are a slave. So these these peckerwood crackers, they once I put them in the head, with truth. And no, I don't usually play that black white thing anyway, because all are slaves. So we can't see the real enemy. So my mission mm-hmm. is to wake people up, particularly the white people and black people, that we are all slaves under United Commercial Code. Mm-hmm. And once they realize that they're getting played too, then we can kind of uh, really emphasize what the real enemy that these rich folks like Bill Gates and uh, the Rothschilds and stuff.
are actually that apparent. I really do. But then again, then again, uh, we know those in law enforcement aren't, aren't <laughs> the most. Um, how can I say? Yeah, they they just a lot of them just follow them off or, or make their own laws. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to have the, the um, video. I mean, they exposed video David of those two and see how you know was one was an officer one officer white was one officer black were both of them black at the time were both of them white you know just to see the dynamic of how the interaction was. Well, number one is in Mississippi. The lady said they sent four cop four police at her. So uh, you you can guarantee it was something like out of uh, what's that boss hall was coming. In Mississippi. But, uh, okay. Yeah, well, we know some parts of Mississippi still stuck in the, the, the pre-civil rights age. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and see, another, uh, the big mistake black people make, man, in the little disagreement we have with each other, instead of us working it out with critical thinking, the first thing, the mistake we make is we want to call them white folks, man. We want to call the police. And every time it end up bad for whoever called them. Every dog on time. Yeah, you have a point there. That that, that makes uh, you are absolutely correct. Because yeah. I remember and, uh, a, a couple of months ago, it was a they was having a family reunion in Pompano Beach, Florida, and the, mm-hmm. the lady they called the police on, on on one of their family members, and they end up shooting dudes at the barbecue. Wow. At the barbecue. Yes, sir. <laughs> In the backyard. You know, you know what's so interesting about that, uh, Weston? There is so much going on now. Um, to uh, in our in our neighborhoods, as far as you know, we a group of people beating up on one person. Um, you know, you wonder if if we're going to um, break out of this these chains or what have you. We got to do better. You understand what I'm saying? If we yeah. continue, if, I mean, you look at this this generation and like the video fights in, in the um, housing projects and stuff like that they have on, on YouTube or whatever, Facebook. Mm-hmm. And when I watch them, I look for how many parents are standing around egging it on instead yeah. of breaking it up and telling them, no, this is not what we need to be doing. That's yeah. right. I yeah. agree. And you'd be amazed at the parents that's just standing around. I'm like, no, what you should be doing is having your butt out there breaking up and saying, no, this is not what we need to be doing. Yeah. But they fight. I I agree, bro. I I know some people say, well, at least they fight and they're not shooting. I say, well, you know, uh, it's still the same thing. It's still the same thing. That's what the enemy wants us to do, man. That's what the enemy wants us to do, take each other out, because they consider us useless eaters. Population control. Population control. You would never lie about that. That's all it's about, man. No. Never lie about that. Um, so, um, we, 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 got to, we have to do that. We really do. Um, that's why if I feel like I'm getting in an argument with, with anybody, 
I shut it down before three minutes, man. It's a three-minute rule because after three minutes, every, there's no there's no conciliary or, or agreement, and it's only going to get worse. So no matter what, whoever you're talking to, after three minutes, if you've seen that, y'all got two opposing views, and nobody's going to budge, I just shut it down, man, after three minutes. Before three minutes. <laughs> That's a good thing. That's, you can do that. You can shut it down. Um, I, am I still breaking up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but like you said, man, uh, uh, that's all this. Now getting back to all these incidents that's happening, where these one man bands is automatically turned on to a military weapon. Well, they're here in Boston. They hear, I gave you the patent for that. Five one five nine seven zero three, man. It's real. And like you said, they they building up to something. See, because the way I look at it, I saw a movie called Chaos, where it looked like it's chaos, but it's a pattern. See, that's how they get you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everything, yeah. Think, all the incidents think it's chaos, but it's a pattern to all this stuff.
He'll take care of him just like he took broccoli, took care of broccoli, because uh, they're in the same circle. If they are in the same circle, he'll take care of him too. Broccoli haven't said nothing else to him since he put him put him in his place. Oh, that's stage. Don't tell my vision. That's stage. That's just and like I want them to tell you that it's not hard. Uh, they tell you it's hard for a black man. Say what? Say that. They tell black men it's hard for a black man. It's hard for it's hard for anything black. A black dog, a black cat, a black rat, <laughs> a black bear. You see every time. So you didn't say nothing that they don't. Black bears. It's killing these black bears around here. Black bear ain't even got no problem. <laughs> he ain't. They, he didn't say nothing that they don't tell him every day with their suspicion. <laughs> How hard it is for a black man. I don't know why people getting upset with him. But it is. But it is. <laughs> Okay, here it is. Does that, is that, does that make him a victim? Should he be acting like he's a victim, though? Are you cracking up? I can't hear you. Oh. Victim. Is LeBron a victim? Is he a victim? Yes, he is a victim. He's a victim of circumstances, that's for sure. He's a victim of you trying to buy something in the neighborhood where somebody don't want you. <laughs> and, if, and, then I, and I want... And I, if somebody put it on his car while he's gone and come back and get in, he'll be having a feeling and want the world to know about it. That little piece of mess that's, that, that's uh, Buck Dancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was Bianca. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> to a T. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, because uh, oh, no. it, it didn't have to be LeVon. It didn't have to be him that said it. A whole lot of people say that. When they move in the neighborhood, they're like the lady and the man that got married. They don't want them to get married. All the stuff that they have to go through. People have to go through a lot of stuff. The places that they move to. Mm-hmm. And it just happened to LeVon, mm-hmm. and he just said something about it. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. That is a very, very good point. Never thought about it like that. Yeah. He would have been damned if he do and damned if he don't. If he wouldn't have said nothing about it, a lot of black people would have said, well, why he won't stand up? He athletes don't say nothing. Because he's not like Michael Jordan. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's right. I agree. You know, they say LeBron is really, you know, he's smart. They said that um, he's really, the commentators were saying it's been wonderful to watch him grow and mature over the years. You know, I was watching the game yesterday. And, you know, what he did, I understand, was he took his um, friends from Akron, Ohio, that he grew up with, I guess the ones that he could tell were cool and that were going to, um, and he actually has them working in his businesses and managing his businesses. He actually paid for their education so they would learn how to do it. Yeah, yeah that's plus he, he married his baby mom. He married his black baby mom. That's right. Nice. He took his friends and they all went into business together. And that's, that's what they nice. did. They went so to school together. They got the same nice life. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they went to the And it spreads out. It spreads out. And they say he's very community oriented. So yeah. a lot of times they do things, they don't talk about it. They just go no, ahead and right. do it. That's right. Yeah. yeah, you know what I was telling you. And, and I wonder what that. And I wonder what did you say his name was, Mr. Talk? The one that you played. Bianca. The guy that you played. Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jason Whitlock. No, his name is that. Yeah, Jason Whitlock. What did he do besides run his mouth? 
He's new right article. Yeah, he's a newspaper guy. Oh, he needs to sit down somewhere. That's the way I see it. That's where you see it. But I'm, but uh, it's kind of strange with all these people stabbing people. They're not shooting them, now they're stabbing them. I mean, and the last one that stabbed the people that was messing with the Muslim lady, he's kind of, kind of think he's bad, don't he? There were two, there were two black girls that he, that he was going after. No, 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 the two white guys that he killed. I'm saying, but there were two no. sisters, two young black girls that he was uh, messing with, calling them Muslim. They were blacker than you, Miss May. But I'm saying. He was still had an attitude when he went to court. But see, what oh, I'm saying is nobody don't be, need to be walking around by themselves, especially y'all women, man. Okay? Y'all got to no, no, especially, around by yourself. No, no, especially y'all men, man. It depends on where you walking, what road you walking down, and what state. <laughs> anyway, I'm just, well, put it this way. Nobody black should be walking by themselves these days and time. Especially. They sure should And some of them shouldn't be driving by themselves. You got to have your head on a swivel, man. You got to be saying, watch, I watch everybody everywhere I go. If they come with the, five feet around me, I'm, I'm ready to uh, 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 handle my business. Well, Mr. Cox, can you explain something to me? I'm still puzzled. You know when the bounty hunter went and killed the man in the, in the, in the Nissan play? Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. how did that happen? I mean, three people died. What do you do? Shoot one bullet go through one man and kill them, and how did yeah, that? You know what made? Um, I tried watching the video, and you mm-hmm. really can't see them, but them shooting at each other. Um, mm-hmm. You got two bounty hunters, and one, one guy they're looking for, and mm-hmm. I guess they tried to detain him, and they got the scuffling. But my thing was, you know, those are dumb bounty hunters. They really were. Why are you gonna go mm-hmm. after the man? Both go after the man at the same time. You know, so and the three of them died. Uh, the two bodies yeah, and the guy. Yeah, they killed each other. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> and how do they so go look for somebody that. with weapons on and they don't have bulletproof weapons on? This on. Exactly. So they I didn't understand that one. When I see yeah. something that's like that on get... Channel Vision, I, t- I test it and see if that's a staged event before I make a comment. Because a lot of this stuff is staged. Even that thing that happened on Easter Sunday. Where uh, my man Steven Steven supposed to shot that old man in Cleveland, that was staged too. So you got to be careful about what they be showing on television because nine times out of ten it be some staged event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and I was wondering, I was wondering how did that go off and and they didn't he didn't know them from Adam and you got the right to carry. That's how a lot of people gonna get shot up, messed up, and everything else. Some strange people come coming on you putting their hand around your neck. <laughs> you don't you're supposed to believe nothing you see and half the things you hear. <laughs> Some of the stuff I see I don't believe because it don't look right. <laughs> That's right. You know a lot of stuff stays. Don't believe nothing you see and half the things you hear. <laughs> well, some of it I can't believe because some of it I can't. It depends on what it looks like when I see it. And, and number one, <laughs> that, that word you use, belief right there, is a misnomer. So you spell belief of what you got in the middle of L I E. And then I was wondering about them that the woman that had the little piece of art with Donald Trump, with that one Donald Trump head with the head with the with the paint falling off of it. Now how could they have started his son 
and what they did and said about Michelle and her children and her husband and started their two daughters. Well, um, just look at the and picture and tell the story. Huh? Look at the picture and tell the story. Look at the yeah, picture. sympathy. Sympathy for one, but then let's let's get the other, the other side here. Yeah. And what did you see on Shell Live Vision? <laughs> I mean, it's the madness. It's madness. Mm-hmm. Is it like those fake news? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but come on. Go ahead, man. What you about to say? If it's fake news, why are you having the investigations and all this stuff? If it's fake news. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jeff Session might be in a corner somewhere hiding, thinking he's going to be the one to go behind bars next. Uh, no, I don't think so. You just like I didn't have such a relationship with that woman. He didn't, but they did. She did something. He was having a relationship, but wasn't what they were saying it. They just weren't saying the right words. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look, if you look at that, uh, going, speaking of uh, Clinton, I ain't trying to dog on uh, for him, but that picture with him and Monica Lewinsky, okay, where he hugging her, okay, everybody was dressed in summer clothes except for her. She the only one had a big winter coat on, so that picture was photoshopped. Go back and look okay. at that picture when he when she hugging him. Everybody dressed in summer clothes, with short sleeves, shirts on. She coming and she the only one with a mm-hmm. big winter coat on. Mm-hmm. You got to be paying attention to the stuff that you show it in front of folks, man. At least I do. Maybe God gave me these magic glasses. And uh, yeah, yeah. But I think Jason, I think well, with with uh, with um, Jason Whitlock, I think Lamar gonna take good care of him. He gonna go in the corner, sit down somewhere. I mean, you know, it's it really. No, it should. Nope. I say they upset with him because Black Lives Matter. That's all they upset well, with him about. That's the big deal. Because he donated well, all that money. Black Lives Matter is is bought out by George Soros. See, they fund both sides of the movement. They funding Black Lives Matter. They funding uh these tea parties, and they funding these old hotel brothers too. They funded them too. Oh, and they see them. They fund hotel. <laughs> yeah, hotel bought out. They, it's called uh, control opposition, where they act like they're going against some kind of uh, situation, but they pay, man. It's called control opposition. Wow. So, so, so you mean is that that is that brother pro life and the and the blue and the blue and red pill? You talking yeah, about? Yeah, they bought out. Yeah, they bought out. They put in both sides of the. They want a race walk, so they got your hotel boys on one side and the red neck clans on the other side, and both of them getting funded by the same group. That's how the oh. game works. That's how the game works. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're so close behind anything. With Jesus behind a whole lot of stuff, especially when it comes to um, trying to take down governments. And even if you go back to the seventies, that what's that lady named Gloria Steinem that had the yeah. feminist movement? She was a yeah. CIA operative too, man, to break up the family, to make these women leave home and act like they can go to the bathroom standing up. Oh my! <laughs> I believe it though. I, I can see it. Um, that's like a, what's her name? The Gloria Aurea, who defending all those yeah. um, women. Yeah, she the mm-hmm. same way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see that. 
You know, what do we do about it? Can't we do anything about it? What we know, and I try to wake people up and tell them what's going on and tell them to go research it for themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. it it's an uphill battle, man. It's an up, uphill battle, man. We 10% see what the other 10% is doing, trying to wake up to 80%. There he 
invade opposition, control opposition. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. All right. So, hold on. Wesley, can you hear me? Yes, sir. I hear you. You're breaking up, though, but I hear you. Okay. Uh, it's like my asthma. I can't handle that. That's not me. <laughs> um, go ahead, man. Just give me your last. Nate, are you there? What do you say? Give me your last words. Oh, my last words? Well, I don't have any, but it's madness. It's, and these Republicans, black folk, black Republicans, and some craziness is just getting on my nerves. I'd be so glad when this is over. Mm-hmm. And they're going to lock some people up so they can go on them and lay back and relax and, 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 and get rid of themselves with the idiotic stuff they they coming up with these days about their own people and themselves. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Jackie, you got any last words? I don't know. I hear a bunch of noise. I guess not. Okay. <laughs> All right, Miss Lady, your last words, ma'am. Okay, she may be gone. Wesley, your last words. Yeah, last word is for Yankee. Hear a lot of noise, and that's the truth. Busted him in the head, and that pineal gland he got. That's what he hear the truth, and uh. <laughs> That's what he hear, and it's gonna be some more. And everything is stage events, man. Everybody got to pay attention and start reading between the lines and figure out these cold words, and ask God to give y'all these magic glasses so y'all can see through the bovine, equine, feline excrement. Peace and blessings. Stay strong. I holler at you Friday. You gonna be here Friday, right? Monday. I mean, I'm Monday. You right. I've been working a whole bunch of hours, man. So I got. I'm in a time warp right now. Believe that. I've been working seven. I've been working ever since seven. I've been working ten days straight, seven days, uh, seven twelve hours a day for the last ten days. Mm. Okay. But anyway, peace and blessing, man. I'll holler at you all next time around Monday, I guess. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, y'all. It's been fun. I got to run. Monday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Central Pacific. Uh, We're going to get out here with some hours to roll. See y'all Monday. Have a good time. Bye.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.